0: Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Pritamatma, and I have an exciting series that I'm going to present today with my guest, Katerina. Katerina helped me open this podcast um, maybe a year or two ago, and I took her through the process of mystical motherhood. And she came back to me, and she's going through something new in her life. She found out that her partner that she was uh, trying to have a baby with had an affair. And so she's going through her wound, her original wound, which is something that I coincidentally just wrote about in my new book. So I decided to take her through a journey of my new book, Alchemy of Becoming, a journey to finding the one which will be released this year, maybe the beginning of next year, depending on how... The process comes along, but I'm taking her through the process of healing this original wounds, finding self-sovereignty, finding self-love, finding herself and seeing how the wounds of her past, of her childhood, of her mother, of her father are playing out within her own relationship. And so in this, in these sessions I'm going to do with her, I'm going to help her find that self-love, help her find that power, help her create the Holy Grail within herself so that she can have everything that she came to do or complete everything she came to do here. So what Mystical Motherhood is really about is that women can be creative or we can be destructive and we can create children, we can birth books, we can birth projects, but until we get to pass the attachments, the trauma and the drama that hold us back from doing this... We keep repeating our past. And so in the book, Alchemy of Becoming, I teach you, the reader, how to stop repeating your past. And I do that by applying the spiritual technology of alchemy. And this alchemy is is an ancient Egyptian technology. In each of my books, I talk about different spiritual technologies. In Mystical Motherhood, I spoke about kundalini yoga In my second book, Fertile, I bring up epigenetics and spirit and science and its application to consciousness and creating the child. And in this book, I use the alchemical process to teach you exactly how to move through your wound so that your mind doesn't project the past into the present and you can move into the now and become connected to your source. In this upcoming podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about the alchemical process and I'm going to, it's our first session with Katerina taking her through my newest book alchemy of becoming and the step-by-step process of the pain of you know healing the original wound I hope you enjoy this if you do please reach out to me at www.mysticalmotherhood.com you can email me to to create a session with me or if you have any questions at www.mysticalmotherhood.com or mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com enjoy I am now going to do a series with Katerina. And I started this podcast with Katerina years ago. And I said, let's start a podcast. Let's work on you becoming pregnant. And so she went through a lot with me, which she can talk about. But now she found out something about her husband that I'll let her share. And I'm going to take her through my next book. So I used Katarina, you know, as Understanding how to process mystical motherhood. And then Fertile, I wrote on my own. I didn't really process that with anyone except for my private clients. And now this book, my next book, is going to be coming out by the end of this year. And it's called The Alchemy of Becoming. And it talks about the original wounds that we have to heal in order to move into our heart center, which is where this planet is going to head if it doesn't, you know, it's gonna we're gonna create that kind of vibration if we don't destroy ourselves. And so To get into the heart center, I used an ancient formula, an ancient spiritual technology called alchemy. And I don't really know many people who really understand what alchemy is. I feel, like I've said before, that people think it's a brand name or some sort of like cool spiritual process. It's a really deep excavation of your entire, you know, soul so that you can align completely with spirit. So I'm gonna read a little bit from the book about the steps of alchemy, which I've talked about before, but I'm gonna go fully through them. I wanna reiterate that everyone is always going through the alchemical process, but most people don't know that it's happening and most people don't can't see it. So once you can identify that you're going through something or something's occurring in the world around you, externally or internally, it doesn't have so much control over you. You can kind of surrender to the process and say, oh, okay, so this is happening right now. I'm going to allow this to happen. I see there's a purpose for it. And then allow spirit to guide you to what needs to be done next so that you can align fully, more fully with your destiny. So here's a little bit from my book, uh, The Alchemy of Becoming. As you go through the alchemical transformation and heart opening experience, the people in your life and external environment will help you to process your pain by playing out the conditioning of your past. This is always happening. But as the process, as the pressure of the planet increases for more people to awaken, it is now in your best interest to be cognizant that it is actually occurring. More alchemists are needed on earth now more than ever to transmute, purify, and perfect themselves. Understanding the steps of alchemy will put you on a higher playing field. As you learn about each of these stages, you will be able to navigate where you are in life and change your narrative which means change your narrative, is change your story. And this is this book is all about changing your story, your wound, so that it doesn't keep you in the past or projects you into a future that's not accurate. There is a power in altering your story, especially because you are the first in your family to do so. The alchemy of becoming creates a template for you to heal your wounds through personal alchemy. This alchemical process was brought to earth in ancient Egypt, through the emerald tablet and the steps of transformation are experienced as follows the first step is calcination and in this stage you break down your attachment to the material world and it is a phase of destruction of delusions of appearances of possessions it's the element fi- the element fire is used And it burns away all the mental constructs and belief systems that hold you back and box you in. So this is the stage that all of the world is going through right now, fire. The next stage is called dissolution. And this reveals the unconscious and emotional parts of yourself that need to be fully released that have never really been acknowledged. And this is the element water. And it's used to dissolve all the heavy feelings and the impure thoughts that hold you back and make you heavy on earth. And during this phase, all the unresolved wounds, the deep grief, the the extreme pain of the heart will arise to be healed because the calcination after the fire, there's always going to be some ashes that need to be burned out. The next stage is separation. And in this phase, you begin to taking an intimate look at your personality and you decide the parts of yourself that you want to separate from and the parts of yourself that you want to keep. So most people see parts of themselves that they don't like and they just continue to keep them and so this is the part where you say i think it's time to change and you consciously review all the unconscious in you know parts within your past or your programming and you release those blockages phobias and neurotic tendencies so that could be you know the phobic father or mother issue, neurotic stuff around the house, which I talk about in all these podcasts. Different things that you just say, okay, there's this is I'm, this is enough, and I'm going to take the tools and the meditations to change those. Then you move into a phase called conjunction, and this is the phase where you move, you're merging your conscious and your unconscious parts of yourself um, into a deeper healing. So you're not separated from these things. They that the, the you begin to merge the parts of yourself that are really, really good. And allow those to heal you. So, and in this phase, it's the union of the masculine and the feminine within. So you become, you know, you can move forward with action, but also be receptive and receive from the universe. And this is the first stage. The conjunction stage is where the heart actually really begins to open and intuition begins to grow and you can, you connect to things around you. And so most people don't get past the separation or conjunction phase of the alchemical process. The next is fermentation. It's the introduction to your new life, and you'll experience a complete death of your old world, and you'll be initiated into a new way of being as a spiritual warrior. So this is, as you begin, you get you get some energy running through, you know you're about to do something, you know you're here to, on the planet to change, but you don't really know what it is in this stage. Then the distillation stage is in order for... Um, you don't know what's true in your life, you'll be psychologically tested by a higher force. So distillation is, is the universe will bring you tests to see if you're going to stay in your power and in your worth and the universe will do it through your thoughts. And so anything you'll, you'll learn as an alchemist that anything you're thinking about you're creating. And, and these thoughts come from deep, deep rooted belief systems within you that need to be eliminated that around your self-worth around your self-esteem And it's an incredibly painful process, but it's the last part of you creating and manifesting from the level of the heart, not the level of the mind. And then the last stage of alchemy, it's called coagulation. And it's the whole... Human being, and this is the stage where you're fully conscious and you're interacting with the world at the level of the heart and the level of love, and you begin to do really important things for humanity because you're no longer projecting the ego's desire from the mind, it's more from the heart. Going to take Katarina through this process now, and she's going to join us.
1: Um, can I just say, your book is on point yeah like holy fuck
0: yeah i told you
1: even just like i stopped um at the end of the first chapter where i want to go through each of the questions yeah write them out but like even like you said like like i'm self-sabotaging myself yeah And it's so fucking true. Yep, you're doing it all to yourself. I don't know what love is.
0: No, you don't. But you're going to find out.
1: I never grew up with it.
0: No, and that's why I'm going to teach you, and I'm going to teach every single woman who reads that, which is going to be three generations.
1: I never grew up with it, and it just makes so much sense. I'm repeating my, my mother. Yep. God damn it.
0: So let me tell you, I was, I was, I asked to do something really great for the planet. And then I was taken away from my life and I then was put in that church, which I actually just read that. I just read the alchemist or the Paolo Coelho the alchemist book, because yeah. somebody had given it to me yeah. and I read it after I wrote that book and I had never read it. Really? And I remember a boyfriend had given it to me at 15 and he said it was his favorite book and I think I read it back then and I would not have remembered, but the whole, the whole journey of The Alchemist is the church and the symbols and the thing. And even going, the, they put me in that church to write those books. I just couldn't believe it. So I, I already have been talking before you came on and I was explaining to everyone what the steps of alchemy are and that we really don't know what alchemy is. And I think on this planet right now, we're in need of really high spiritual transformation and technical tools. And so, alchemy was brought to the planet by Thoth, uh, an Egyptian god, which I consider my grandfather. And um, Thoth was basically, you know, if Isis is a mother to all of us, goddess Isis, or, you know, you may relate to Mary Magdalene, you may relate to Mother Mary, all of these archetypes are going to come in for the feminine healing. And I believe on the planet, more and more women are going to have to rise up to find this level of self love, self worth, and and love for the self. Because we have spent so many years trying to heal the male.
1: I mean, oh my god!
0: Are you in shock right now? What your behavior is? Isn't it absolutely amazing,
1: Kelsey? This was just like I I was I literally like you set off like a fire inside of me as I started reading it. And then in the middle of the night, and it's like, it's pretty cold here. I'm sure it is in Brooklyn. Mother, I'm here. I'm at their house watching their birds.
0: Your mother is calling because we're going to work with her.
1: I know she's been, she's suffocating. And this is like what I've been doing right now, especially with like this relationship and like everything going on. But, um, what I said was you like set off like a fire just reading it. And then like in the middle of the night, I was, I was like hot. Yeah. Like hot. Like I was like, holy shit. It's like, I feel like it's like 90 degrees or hundred degrees outside. I was like hot. So what alchemy
0: is, it's actual elements that work on you. And so when they begin to work on you, it's not, no, it's not a normal experience. People are going to begin to awaken and they're going to need tools and they're going to need these things. So when I was going through the alchemical experiences, I've been going through it for uh, eight, nine years, no one, I only had like two teachers that were like, I was like, what is going on for me? I was having, you know, I was out, I was having an beyond beyond the usual experience. Like that's not even a word for what was occurring in my life. And so I had only had a couple of teachers to be able to go to, to be like, what is going on? Because you felt, you feel like you're mentally off or something in your life is crazy, but you're not. I wrote that book in three weeks, but it took me two years to embody it. I mean, probably eight years to embody it, but two years to really go through that, like the deep alchemical process of understanding how much our mental thoughts and deep subconscious belief systems project our reality and take us away from love. So that's what you're seeing, right?
1: It's just so crazy. And it's just like this.
0: So tell me what you got out of the book exactly. So you're in the fire stage, you're realizing the anger, right? And then you're going to move into the distillations phase. So tell us your story. Tell us what's happening in your life and let's go through it so we can get to your original wound.
1: So basically, um, I've been married for almost five years um, and uh, we've been having trouble conceiving a child. So uh, this has been the last like two and a half years been going through it. We did one round of IVF and... It was uh, not successful because of the genetic uh, embryos that we got tested, so they became back abnormal. We were not allowed to use them ever since then. Um, this was last year. we took a break just because there was a lot a lot of stress going on like with personally with we have another property rental, um, our dogs got sick it's just overall it was just a lot, so I needed a break myself uh, mostly since then till About a month and a half ago, you know, my husband kind of got more distant, more kind of into his own reality, making his own world, protecting himself, um, kind of shielding himself from more of, I think, this whole not conceiving a child, kind of like what's the next step in the chapter? He can't help me move forward or us. And what I found out was that he... Um, had an affair, basically, with uh, someone that would happen to be at work. And when I found this out, oh, was I literally not even thrown off my path. I was bulldozed into, I don't even know where. I'm literally just, So he's
0: touching into your original wound. So there, there, so what, okay, so.
1: So yeah, explain this to me because like, as I was reading it, I was just like, well, like I was just like, but what it, and I think I can, I think I have an idea, but I want you to take me through the steps. Like what it is. But
0: first today, we're only going to go through the fire because each like, and then we can talk a little bit about how you move through each one. So what happens is as the heart on, as the heart, opens okay and this is going to happen to everyone individually as it occurs collectively over the next seven years as we move through what genesis calls the plague years the part of you know the bible um so what everyone has different original wounds but they're all just not love they're not they're based they're based on fear they're based on hate they're based on separation right so somebody's going to come into your life And they're going to wound you. And it's going to be the person you never thought would do it, ever, 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 ever. So that person's your angel, okay? So that person in the end, you're going to look back and just be like, God, I love that person. But while you're going through it, that person will wound you harder, deeper, more painfully than anyone else, and it will be horrid. And you're going to see... That person will bring out the projections of your past so that you can heal the wounds of your heart. And the wound of your heart is so profound and so deep and may go back so many lifetimes. It will feel the most, if you're really going through the heart opening experience, it will feel like the deepest pain you've ever felt.
1: I'm, and I kept saying this, I was like, I never felt this pain in my life. This was a pain that was just like, I didn't even know, I didn't, honestly, I was like shook. I was like, I didn't even know what to do. But I also want to say like, when I did find out, I literally, my heart, this is as weird as it is. My heart like went to peace for a yeah. second. But now too, um, even throughout, like even when I was pissed, obviously pissed off and so angry and just like being psychotic. I also like, I felt, I was starting to feel like, crazy shifts of just
0: love. Right. So that's exactly what's going to happen too. So as you move, so as the heart opens, you'll move from the mental thoughts to the heart. So, and this could take you, you all uh, a couple of months. It could take you many, many years. It depends on your level of consciousness and how fast you can move in through, through things. How, I mean, it's not about being fast. I, when I was going through my original wound and, and clearing mine in that book, I I wanted it to be over. I kept saying it's over, it's over and over and and you know, it, it was not. Oh, I wasn't healed yet. I kept. I didn't. I couldn't see it. I could want it to be healed. I wanted it to be over, and I had more pain and more pain to go through. I can say now that I'm much better, but I still have fragments of of self worth things that come up. But it, so, what you'll find now in the fire stage, so an event will occur that then. Cr- that causes the fire. So this is the event, right? But this is actually not where the wound is. The the him cheating on you is not the wound. Okay. So, so everyone who's listening, you'll have something happen in your life that it's like a massive event. So this could be, you get a divorce, your mom dies, your blah, blah, like something occurs that is just changes you. Right. And then you'll begin to have pain, but then you'll see how that pain is much deeper. There's a very deep pattern. So as you begin to separate from your husband and, and, and the male aspect and you see the male aspect for who the male aspect is, you'll begin to see how fucked up the relationship was.
1: Yeah. I, and, you'll, and to
0: notice if, if you're, if you're doing it right as a woman that likely, which is most every woman I work with is all we do is take care of them.
1: And literally I saw that I, I literally had flashbacks reading it and, um, you know, from your book too, like my dad passed away. He died um, at 42. Mm-hmm. So it was young. Um, but, you know, it's funny, like even just growing up from the relationship, I always like wanted to like run away. I like, didn't want to be, the moment I got a boyfriend or the moment I got somebody, Like I wanted to be there. I never wanted to be home. Never. Because I was like an only child and it's just like, you know i guess i guess coming from like more of a eastern european like genetics and heritage like there's no love there no one understands like it was like basically like animalistic you know like throughout like generations we've always had poverty always money always like hate always like judgment always like resentment always always something like it's so much fucking negativity, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's all I grew up with. And I was like that child growing up. Like I was just like that cocky child, you know? And it's like, and it's funny because like my mom tried to buy my love, like through like materialistic stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause she didn't know how to, you know? And then when she acts like, so like lovey-dovey or anything, I'm just like, it's so fake. Isn't mm-hmm. you
0: so and that's the first part that will fall? So in the calcination phase, all of the material things will fall. So in in the relationship with the woman, so as women are rising on the planet, is this, I mean, is it helping as I'm speaking about it? Is it making yeah. more sense? Yeah. So as as women begin to rise on the planet, so what mystical motherhood is, is 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 helping women to become the holy grail. And there's different aspects of the holy grail. So it's an energy center. I think the holy grail is a cup full of high you know, deep blood that's, you know, Christ consciousness, right. Which is like a higher frequency. So if we're all doing that, we have to get to that vibration of love. I mean, it's, I hope that doesn't sound weird, but that's what I'm, I guess I'm trying to describe it the best I can. So if we're constantly, we don't know what love is. And so we have to separate from all these different things that we create to create connection and love with other, you know, through things that is not really like within ourselves, and all of us, all, all we're doing is distracting ourselves consistently, yes. consistently from what our relationship with ourselves. The only relationship that ever matters is the relationship you have with yourself, right? So, in the calcination phase, is particularly if in in this book, I use the example of leaving a partner or separating from your partner as the as the biggest thing a woman can do. Because the biggest identification a woman has is the partner. And the biggest identification the male has is his job. And so if a male loses his job, he loses his ego identity. If a woman le- loses her relationship, she loses her ego identity. And so for us to go back into sovereignty, which is what we're moving to onto the planet. So in 2024, if we don't move into sovereignty now, you're going to be pushed into sovereignty. So sovereignty, we cannot be in debt. We cannot have, you know, we can't live beyond our means. We can't live in greed. We have to let go of these material things, whatever level that is for you. So for some people's material realm may be like 15 houses. Some people's may be two, right? Some people's may be their, their job. That sort of has to burn in some way for you to jump off a cliff to create the magnetism to create it for yourself, And so what this work is and what this, what the Emerald tablet is and what the alchemical process is, is a journey back to yourself.
1: You know, what's funny. I'm going to stop you there right now. It's yeah. For me, like, this is like my, my relationship is my life. Like, that's what I built, you know, for me and for, um, and for my husband right now, it's, it's his job. And he keeps saying that he's like, that's the only thing I'm like really good at right now. You know, he's like, I'm like, he's like in a tech startup world. And he started like growing this company and they're like thriving and they're building literally what he's been kept saying, like his job, his job. And he's like, I'm successful. He's like, that's the only thing I'm successful at, you know? And
0: each of these things have to fall for the male and the female. So this is, I feel like this is the biggest wound within the Western society. I may be wrong. I, yeah. But one of the biggest wounds is that what we do as women is we put, I mean, I have, I have so many women that are even calling me now that are like my husband's this, this, and it's going to come up more and more within this COVID thing is like all we do is put our time and energy into their, into making sure that they're happy with mm-hmm. their company or their, their work and That's all these so things. Different-
1: right. You're so right. And,
0: and then all they do is, is do the work. And then at the end, if you leave that, if you say, I don't think I want to do this, I want to love myself now, I want to I create my own stuff, then they're going to be mad because you're not supporting their ego.
1: It's so funny because I took time away. I'm at my mother's house um, and I like, you know, and I, like you said, like, step back, don't fix him, like, you know, do you. And I started that. I made that shift as soon as we started talking yeah. Friday and it's funny, you know, they like, it's like a shift and it's like, I can see he's more like he, that hurts him a lot more, meaning like he's by himself, like dealing with his shit. And
0: like, you have to do that because in in, the codependency in a relationship is like women, we tend to want to make it work. We The biggest thing I want you to take from my book is you have to be with the man in front of you, not the man you hope they'll become. And if you have children, if you're wanting children, if you're, I cannot tell you as mothers, the only way that for you to be good mothers is for you to love yourself. And, 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 and none of us know really what loving ourselves is because we have so many body, body image stuff. We have so many things around um, wanting the male to love us and, and thinking that we're in a loving relationship with the male when we can't even love ourselves.
1: It's so true. Like, Chelsea,
0: this is in shock right now. You're going through the shock period and then you're going to go through the real grief period. So this is what I was telling before you got on. I was describing the stages of the process and we're going to go deeply into each one during our sessions.
1: All in all, we've been together 13 years, five married. And I don't know if I told you this, but this same thing happened 10 years ago. We broke up because same thing. He was like, uh, he's just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know if I want, I don't know my identity. And it was same thing. He was going through like a job shift where he couldn't find his true job. And he's like, and we need to break up. I need to figure him go. And then I moved to New York city. And then, um, and then basically he started coming back to me. (laughs) And then of course, like I, you know, came back into it, but that was literally 10 years ago. And this is the same pattern happening.
0: But so this is goes back to the quote in the book that I recognize. Again, I'm going to repeat this. You have to be with the person in front of you, not the person you hope they're going to become. So a lot of women spend their entire life, their entire life, trying to make the man become who they hope the man will be rather than seeing the man for who they are. Number one, number two is when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. That's a quote by Maya Angelou. And this goes for friendships. This goes for um, relationships. This goes for any, anybody. And so what happens is in our auric field, we have lenses. so you can pretend like actually like you can imagine them as different colors. So we can never see people for who they are yeah. if they're good or bad. like so let's say it's a really good person in front of us. We still yeah. have a filter because of all these subconscious belief system or uh, belief Issues of who that person is. If it's a good or a bad person, it could be like an angel in front of you, and you'd be like, that person's a devil because it reminds you of my mother. Yeah. And and it could be a really bad person, and you could be like, because you're used to bad people, because you're used to being abused, you create that person to be an angel because you really want them to love you. And so that's what we do in relationships. And what I'm teaching in this book is the only way to find love is, is your relationship to you. And the only way, the only thing I have found that it creates any love for me that truly creates any love for me, that true love that never, and never stops giving, never, never stops letting me give is my creations. And so, and my creativity and in, in because that I'm connected to source. So what this book teaches women how to do is connect back to your source, connect back to your own energy, connect back to your own. So that's why, you know, it's the Orobo snake, the the snake eating itself. Right. Because, and, and Yogi Bhajan calls that the she within she. So Yogi Bhajan says, explained in many, many thousands of ways that women have self animosity. And that self animosity, which is a deep hate for ourselves, right? That self animosity comes right when we decide to sleep with the male, because we are complete within. I mean, there's an example of it, right? Because why would we break that? Why, why do we need? Why do we break that? And so, I, and I've looked this up, and I've really studied this over the over the past particular six months. Is like, what is carnal love? And carnal love is this um, need for the male to love us. But in reality, if we're completely connected to the cosmic system and we're creating, if we're like we, the ancient goddesses, the Holy Grail, the power of the priestess, and I'm not saying this in a woo-woo way, I'm saying this in a really concrete way, women women in their own power, women in their own love, women in their are the fountain. We're the never-ending orbo snake of cosmic energy. And that's why we should be able, we have gotten it all wrong. We should be able to be completely alone. Males cannot be alone. They always need to be. If you leave a male, within a day, he'll be with another woman. And he won't think anything of it most of the time because he can't be alone. He doesn't know how to because his energy source comes from you. So when you take away the energy source from the male who's as codependent upon you, then they don't know how to function because they haven't actually been processing their own fountain. You're right. And so then you have to see all the ways that you've been supporting everybody around you. And that's when the dissolution phase occurs. That's when the grief happens that you say, Oh my God, I don't love myself. All I do is project that love onto other people, hoping that they'll mirror the love I'm looking for within me.
1: You know what? It's somewhat interesting too, because a lot of the things like he's very, he's very honest with me. He's like, you know, he's like, I don't know if like, I just want to be by myself. Like my energy is just like, kind of all like very high. And like, I want to just, you know, kind of just like roam and be free. And that's when I'm happy, but I'm also happy with you. And that's like, yeah, because I give you the stability part, you know, and I don't suffocate you and I never did, but it's also like, and this is uh, you know, and he's just like, you know, I want you to be happy and I want you to have someone that will give you what you want. You know, obviously it's this whole back to the whole child thing. And secondly, he's like, my, I was like, Josh, you don't like love yourself. Basically you don't. And he's like, you're right. Because I give happiness to, I'm worried about everybody else's happiness besides myself.
0: This is all you though. I'm going to tell you what, everything you're saying, write it down. That's what you feel. So what you're going to find out through this process is everything you're projecting onto that man is you or you wouldn't be creating him in your world. And that's, what's going to just destroy you is that every, and it's so hard because you're not, this is the awakening process. Okay. This is so cool. What you just said, what did you just say? You said two things. We can go back and you can listen to this again, but you said, like you said exactly what you're going through and you projected it onto him.
1: And so basically, you know, he said, I'm worried. I worry about everybody else's happiness besides myself. That's what you do though.
0: He doesn't do that. Right. He does never do that. He doesn't worry about anybody's happiness but himself. He 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 cares only about himself. You care about everyone's happiness but yourself. He's a projection of your mental thoughts and constructs.
1: Boom. Oh.
0: Wow. It's never about him. He is a mirror of your consciousness.
1: Maybe. So it's just so funny. It is so, so what you're gonna see. I'm just, yeah, now I'm just thinking, I'm like, holy shit.
0: So the fire begins to bring up all this sh- the crap, okay? Yeah. Then, and then you're gonna move into the grief of like, I allowed that. Mm -hmm. I allowed myself to be put down to be, to be, you know, I allowed him to go on trips and cheat on me. I, I, I stayed making his dinner while he cheated on me. Uh And then you're going to go into where does this wound come from? Well, it comes from mom and dad, and then we're going to locate that wound. And in that finding that wound, we will find the thought process. So you have been repeating the same damn thoughts your whole life. And so mine was the thoughts of the male, the male. I couldn't stop looping it. It didn't matter what male it was. I don't think I've ever thought my own thoughts. And so what this is, what is sovereignty? It's thinking your own thoughts. It's creating, it's connecting to source and thinking sovereign thoughts that are creative, not destructive, So if, as you go through this awakening process and you really take this book, you'll find that every, this guy is bringing up your pain. You're going to locate that pain in time and space, which we can do in another session, but you're going to begin to work on it. Mm -hmm. And that will be something with that. You've been, that mom and dad did to you some programming, and it could be multiple things and it could be one Mm -hmm. of a pattern. You can't see it yet because it's so deep and so painful. The heart doesn't want to see it. And that's why nobody really gets into the heart because it's so painful to see like you've been disconnected from love your whole life.
1: Yes. I completely see that.
0: And, and then you know. have to find that love for yourself. But the heart has to feel like, oh my God, I have never experienced pain. I've never loved myself. No one's really ever loved me because no one knows what love is here.
1: uh. This is like, I'm, I'm telling you, I think this, this book and just like the conversations we're having and you walking me through it is literally like, like, I can't, like, I was like, I can't really put it into words because I'm like,
0: you're in shock right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, <laughs> when, when that book flew, flew through me, like came through me, I have never in my life experienced something so profound. Like I was like that's the whole book. I was waiting for that book for years. I that's the book that Isis asked me to write in 2017. She goes take a square the circle and the triangle and write me a book. And I said, "Okay, so I thought it was fertile." And then I recognize that the square, the circle, and the triangle triangle are the philosopher's stone. It's the ruby, it's the emerald tablet, it's the whole thing, it's the finding of self-love and connecting back to source and serving. So what we what we what you'll find through if you get through the process fully, if you go back into you and you see how your mind, so what, so it's so it's so the book is so many layers, it's hard for me to even Explain it because there's so many things going on simultaneously wow. with the book, both spiritual and in the world, right? Um, but what right. you're gonna see is that eventually your thoughts and your projections upon this man are your greatest ways to release and find God. So I want so when you're doing this process, every thought you're having, yeah, follow it home.
1: Okay. okay.
0: What do you mean? Follow your thoughts home. So you'll find that you'll, you'll, you'll find that you're pre- pretty much projecting the same thoughts throughout the day. And it's going to be about how much you dislike him. Okay. And, and I want you to listen to the words that come out of your mouth. Like you just did. Yeah. And then listen to the thoughts that you're thinking of him. Okay. And those are your wounds. And then you're going to go back in time and space. And anybody who's listening, it can be anything. So she's just having this happen with her partner. But you could have it happen with a boss. You could have it happen with the loss of a child. You could have it happen with whatever. And you follow that thought home. So whatever the fear of the thought is. So it could be about a fear of death. It could be about a fear of sickness. It could be about a fear of, of losing your partner. It, it could be about anything. So that's the there's the wound. Then you go back in time and space and you find out how that is in your generational history. So what I teach in mystical motherhood is let's clear the generational history so we can bring these kids down yeah. and make the Holy grail. Right. So find out in time and space where in your family, this, this fear, you know, that wound goes. So maybe if you're fear, if, if you're afraid of dying or you're afraid of death, where in your family has that been programmed within you? And then that goes back generations and generations. And that's our original wound. That's really a template. A, it's a it's a frequency. It's a template blueprint of where we are. And, then, and, and in order to change it, to change your original wound, to change that original programming is one of the most difficult tasks on the planet. I don't know of anything. It, it's really easy to live in the material world. To change the spiritual world? Oh, next level. That's why nobody can do it or nobody's doing it.
1: Right.
0: Because, I mean as above, so below, you change the spiritual world, you change your life. So this is your job in the next week. Follow the thoughts home. See how that you've been repeating that pattern your whole life. So whatever other boyfriend, whatever other thing, whatever other fear has always been your thought process. And yours may be different than mine, but I described mine very well in in the book of The Alchemy of Becoming. Right. So then... Then you, have to, then you have to kind of go through the pain of just how messed up it is. And then you'll go through the grief of how you allowed it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, you have to feel these feelings. You have to go through it because right now you're in the fire of like, I cannot believe, I, I cannot believe it, right? But then every projection becomes a, a, a source of finding yourself.
1: Yeah, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. And it's just like, as you're saying that, going through it, <clears throat> my fear is always abandonment and like being alone.
0: Okay, right. That's your wound. So that's one of your original wounds right there. And anyone who's listening, we, we all may have the same original wounds. I mean, all the original wounds are just lack of love, right? So you find that wound and then you find out where in your childhood that wound has. Now I don't want you to go into your childhood and, you know, like create some sort of, I want you to change your narrative. I want you to change your story. I'm not asking for the drama trauma to be repeated and to be continued. I'm asking it to be identified. And then I'm asking for it to be released because what this planet, what is happening on this planet is everybody... This darker force that's hitting our planet wants us to be in our drama and trauma. So what they're doing to everyone's life is they're triggering the, tra- the drama and trauma in everyone's life and no one's sovereign enough to see it. So the only way for our, uh, our planet to move into the level of the heart is to let go of that drama and trauma, but to be cognizantly aware of I'm being triggered by a trauma and a drama that is ancient yeah. and it's not me and it's not God. And I'm projecting that drama and trauma into my future through my thought processes. And every thought I think is creating the reality around me because I am a sovereign creator and I'm choosing not to create destructive thoughts anymore. I'm choosing to create creative thoughts so that I can become the Holy Grail. That's, that's what you're working on. It's so much easier when you have Kundalini yoga and meditation because I, I couldn't hand you this idea I hand you this program right without you being like what you be like what am i supposed to do with all that well uh-huh i'm going to tell you exactly what, what to do addiction meditation 11 minutes a day so you stop obsessing over him Miramana Loche. the meditation Miramana Loche will heal the heart the meditation for self animosity anybody who's listening that anybody who's listening the separate the, the self animosity that the woman has is beyond anything and it keeps us back in low self-worth. So the process you're going to go through is is you're going to gain your self-worth back, you're going to gain your self-love back and you're going to see all the ways that you've been pouring energy into your mother, into your into your dead father, into, you know, into your husband, into his business. And then once you take all that energy back, holy shit, you've actually never felt your own energy. You never felt your own love. Mm think about putting all that energy back and then saving your eggs whoa how high will your consciousness be so what we're doing is we're reclaiming your consciousness we're reclaiming your power back in all these F different areas you put it and for other people this could be different if you're watching the news stop stop reclaim your power back yeah. if you're you know reading if you're reading if you're watching scary movies like think about everywhere you, you let your consciousness go and take that back, the energy back. But most people's um, nervous system can't handle that level of cr- power and creation because they're not really centered in themselves. So mm-hmm. the process is becoming both grounded and connected to God so that something great can flow through you through that Holy grail. Is this making sense or am I taking it too far?
1: No, it makes a lot of sense. I I think I'm just, I'm, I just dipped my toe.
0: Yeah, you're just, and we're not going to, I'm not even dropping into like the memories of your mom and dad today, because you're just going to begin to see it yourself.
1: I'm no, and I completely see it. And it's just, and I'm so, I'm honestly so thankful that we aligned once again on our path out of like nowhere. And like this, you have this information and these tools, because the whole this whole conversation that we've been having so far, my heart is like beating, like excited. Like it's like trembling. Like it's just like wants to like jump out. Like, like, it's just like, it's, you know, it's like something. It's like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't. Right. I don't because it's it's but it's a good feeling.
0: You're feeling your heart for your first time. Now, be warned. You'll go. So that's what I want you to begin to recognize. And anyone who's listening, as the I said it 50 times, but sometimes we have to repeat things for people to get it. As the heart of humanity opens, you will feel bipolar. Um, And 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 there's a there's a vibration that's going to hit our planet, and it's setting in September 23rd. Pick the heart whatever you're, if you're in the mind stream of fear, you're going to create that. And it's going to be very destructive. And so the heart, there's no destruction there. There's it's, it's in the present moment. There's not this thing. I'm going to future project this because I'm unhappy. There's not a lack of scarcity. So what, what lack of love is a scarcity and scarcity can come in the form of, I don't have enough love for my partner. I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough houses. And you can be the richest person on the planet and still be the I still feel scarcity. I've seen that. I, you can be the poorest person on the planet and still feel scarcity. I've seen that. Right. All it is, is a, just a lack of just knowing yourself and being okay for where you are in that moment and recognizing that none of this is real. None of it. Tomorrow, you could die. Yeah. And right. and every moment that my teachers, my teachers, Guru Jagat, my teachers, Harju, and my teachers, Tej, my teacher, Celestine, my lovely teacher, Elizabeth, that they take me through the death process and, I, and that I can see my own death. I'm so grateful because I'm like in that moment, it could happen any moment. And all I take with me is the energy I've accumulated. All I take with me is my heart. All I leave behind is the creations I have made for this planet to be in love. And and so with every woman that w- that listens to mystical motherhood, all I want to do is get you all to get into your own power and to recognize that all the places you give your power away, all the ways your thoughts are creating that dist- any destruction in your life. Take the kundalini meditations and start to, to, to turn them and use this alchemical formula to see that you are the creators of your reality. It's a spiritual technology, just like kundalini yoga.
1: I'm just writing it down, hold
0: on. <laughs> so we have just barely touched into this, right? But I want you to tell me the parts of the book that like really stuck out to you that were beneficial.
1: So I actually really connected to how you and your dad kind of went. Um, your whole relationship with your dad, with your so father. So tell me about that. My relationship with my dad wasn't, it was always like, it was never love. It was more like convenience. Like I was the child that was just like kind of like a friend and would like you know, be around and I would do whatever. And then it's just like, when he was like, then he, when he didn't want me, like I was always okay doing my own thing, being by myself, you know? And it's just like, every time.
0: Sounds like your marriage.
1: You're so right. Literally Chelsea. I was, I was looking back at this and like, I literally, I don't know. I, This whole thing is just like completely like I'm still trying to process all of it. But like I was like in a haze. I was like doing my own thing and like I never paid attention. Only I paid attention when I got attention. A
0: hundred percent. But this is so powerful that you're saying this for everyone listening. Everyone is in a haze. And everyone is dripping around in each other's original. So everybody loves each other's original wounds. So your original wound is going to love someone else's original wound and you're marrying their wound. When you awaken, you realize that your thoughts are creating everything.
1: You're so right because like I was literally like blocked and ignorant to like any problem, emotion that came up, drama. And like communication wise, like I wasn't there because, like, I, growing up, I blocked any, any uncomfortable situation, blocked it, just walked away. And I was just, like, either, like, it was easier for me to be, like, angry or just, like, or kind of mask it and then act like, you know, it's all fine. Like we're good. You know, we're moving on. Like everything's fine. And you
0: did that with your marriage when you couldn't have When So I've worked with Katerina for years and I told her her husband's sperm wouldn't work. I didn't, I mean, I don't know if you ever remember that, but I remember saying, I don't think you're, I think you're going to use someone else's sperm and you didn't want to hear it. No. And, and no one ever wants to hear me when I say like, do this. And they're like, no. And then they, they, they don't talk to me for a while, but I like, no, because their consciousness doesn't want to see it. I know they don't want to see that this is it nobody wants to see the pain and because it's a big deal because i said to you if your husband's sperm doesn't work he may not identify as the father and then as a result of that he may leave and because it's not his child in his because his consciousness is not high enough to see that all children are children of god and so so we, so you didn't like, you didn't want to see that, but that's also in your childhood is you didn't want to see it. And, and, and cause you didn't want to sit in the pain. So part of what you're going to go through over the next week that we're going to ask the ascended masters to come into your life right now. And anyone who's listening, I want you to stop right now. And, and you need to reach out to the ascended masters. And if you need help finding out who they are, required readings the Sophia code required reading the Sophia code they will begin to work with you in your life they are as real and i am not religious these are just emanations of archetypes that will come in to heal you so in my book i also talk about during the process of the rise of the divine feminine the archetypes will begin to come into your life and take over so these stories which like alice in wonderland um mary magdalene uh Tell me the Joan of Arc, they all have a story. And in your rise to what you're supposed to do on the planet, you will have to embody the story of these divine feminine archetypes for your own healing. And they could be um, Artemis, they could be the goddesses, they could be um, oracles. And so, like, as we so we don't know what the divine feminine is on this planet. So, as we begin to embody it, we have they will come in and, and you'll have to feel what they went through at the end of this journey. Whatever you decide to do, the only thing that matters is you.
1: I come from a line of very strong women, but not strong enough with love.
0: Right. So you're going to, so back to your homework. And I don't, and I'm I'm saying like me leaving, no, I'm not encouraging you to leave. I'm, I actually never said that in, in the book, I make it very clear for women. It's never about leaving. It's never about, it's just about you. So you're going to find out where your thoughts are projecting the reality, where that, how your pattern in your marriage is a pattern of your childhood of lack of love and the ways that you project completely project onto others
1: yeah. Hold on. Eh. Project onto others.
0: Okay. And the way, like the, like the thought processes, right? And we all project and there's a little bit of projecting and there's a lot of projecting.
1: Yeah.
0: Because the projections are not wanting to see our own wounds. The projections of like, this is what somebody else is doing. This is what they're doing. This, they're doing this is actually like what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I yeah (laughs) because it makes it it's it's funny i know we're like we have like two minutes but like jo you know he always said to me like anytime we had a conversation, anytime we had any argument or any deep conversations or something uncomfortable you know it's like i always twisted it it wasn't my problem Uh always Uh and he and that drove him crazy he's like here you are again, once again, telling me it's just my problem. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. And then like I shut down. I just didn't want to talk about it. I walked away.
0: But both of you have to be able, so in a relationship, both of you have to be able to, it can't just be about healing one person's problems. And so what happens as women is we tend to want to just heal the one person's problems. Right. And then we, by wanting to heal just his problems and changing him, we miss ourselves. So then what you'll, what will happen is if you spend 10 years trying to heal him or trying to work through him or work just on him or make it work through him, his job, his, whatever, then all this, that whatever, even if it's your career, let's say if it's a woman and you're working for some man or you're working for some woman and you're helping them build their career, yeah. you know, it, you can transfer this. I just, relationship is just easy because everyone's in one. No, I know. It could be your children. Maybe you spend your whole life only on your children, trying to heal them, trying to make sure they're fine and make sure, and you don't have any of your, you, this is what mystical motherhood's about is who are you? You're so right. Who are you without the reflection and the need to always um, create love through the other, and to have them project love back to you? So no enmeshment without you know. It is so profound. Who are you without the need to ha- require someone else for your own self worth? That's
1: powerful.
0: And and, it, and it's not your relationship as an example, and my relationship was an example. But then I had to be like, okay. And from, you know, from jumping off the cliff, you create magnetism in your life. And you have to trust. You can recreate anything you thought you couldn't have. You have to trust that the universe loves you enough that you are capable to... capable to create anything you want. So any other parts of the book? Is this enough for homework for you to work through? Yeah. Any other parts of the book that stood out to you that were that you liked?
1: Um, there was a lot. That's what I was going to... Can I write them back to you? Yeah. Um, because there was a lot that I... I was just like reading it and then completely... you think it's
0: going to help women?
1: Chelsea, just like the first sentence. I was like, oh, this is exactly... You wrote it in such a clear way that like it's gonna it's gonna hit home for every single person it's so clear and concise that it's it's it literally it takes you out of your entire element it's so it's not hard to get and even when you get into your like mystical ways of even your travels to India and just like your, you know, resulting to Sophia Code and like your teachers and your masters and whatnot, it's so easy to follow for anybody who's not even into this world yet. This book and overall just like the energy around it is a lot more intense. And it's just like, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's intense, but in a really good way, It's like a really great feeling.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm so glad that you listened to this podcast and I hope you learned a lot. If you did, please leave a star rating at the bottom and my book, Alchemy of Becoming will be coming out at the end of this year or early next year as I also release different classes and programs to help all of you, you know, rise up in consciousness and your sovereignty and your self-esteem and create children that are going to change this planet. Each of my books, Mystical Motherhood Fertile and Alchemy of Becoming, uh, represent different spiritual technologies that will help to raise your consciousness and so that you can become a better woman and a better mother on the planet. Mystical Motherhood focuses on Kundalini Yoga and uses uh, Maslow's hierarchy, so science and spirit are always a part of all my books. Um, to help raise women up to become better mothers, but also takes you step-by-step through the process of conscious conception to parenting in the early childhood years. My book, Fertile, brings in epigenetics and science and spirit. So consciousness combined with what science is showing about creating uh, high-frequency DNA. And then my next book, which is what we talked about In this podcast, Alchemy Becoming applies the ancient technology of alchemy into your life so that you understand the process of spiritual transformation and you don't feel taken over by it, but you can allow it to transform you and not need to try to control the process. And that is so valuable on the planet right now because it's not when you're going to go through it or it's not if you're going to go through a transformation, it's when you're going to go through your transformation and people are going to be looking for leaders and you to help guide them through their own transformation and so as you change you'll take everybody with you and I do this so that you change every generation that comes after you and that you can be a better woman and hold more energy for your family Please reach out to me at www.mysticalmotherhood.com if you have any questions and you can always email me in the notes. I put my email if you need a private session or you have any questions about the work or um, are having, you know, issues in your life here for you. Enjoy.